everyone, welcome to this week's edition of Growth Everywhere where we interview entrepreneurs and bring you business and personal growth tips. Today we have Conrad Iguza from Publicize. Conrad, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and we'll go from there. My background is I used to write for a tech publication called VentureBeat. And, um, and today I, I founded a company called Publicize that's trying to disrupt the PR industry. And I own a news publication called Columbia Reports based in South America. Got it. Cool. So when you say you know, you're trying to disrupt the PR industry, I'm sure you get this question quite a bit. I mean, what are you guys doing exactly to disrupt it? Yeah. So traditionally in the PR industry, firms charge $10,000 a month with a six-month retainer. And the thought I had was, would it be possible as opposed to a six-month retainer, make it month to month, cancel any time? And as opposed to $10,000 a month, we charge $4.99. So uh, I, I think not just 20% better, but rather a degrees better uh, offering. Got it. Cool. So you know, at $4.99 a month, I mean, huge price difference. I mean, what, can you talk mm -hmm. about kind of the results that you've been able to bring for some companies? Yeah. Um, I'd say more than once a week now, we get startups featured on TechCrunch, Business Insider, VentureBeat. We work with about a dozen Y Combinator companies, and we've, we've been lucky. We've had people like... Uh, Steve Blank, Guy Kawasaki, Brad Feld, write about, about what we're doing. Got it. Okay, cool. And how, how, how have you gotten like, guys like Steve Blank and Guy, Guy Kawasaki to write your stuff? I mean, these are, these are heavy hitter names. Yeah, yeah I think um, uh, it's really funny. The way I approach like, thought leaders like Steve Blank or even when I, when I reached out to you um, is, uh, for one, understanding that a lot of people, uh, even like Steve Blank or Brad Feld, um, uh, if you approach them in the right way, they, they will respond and, and be friendly. Um, so I think I, um, I, I look to position myself in emails as being a little different. And I also led with, with social proof as well. So I didn't just say I'm a bootstrapped entrepreneur as an example. I said I'm a former venture beat writer. So they would kind of identify with it. Got it. Okay, cool. So with, I guess we could talk about kind of the, the growth that you guys have been having. We talked a little bit about growth before we started the interview. Um, you know, you, it says, you, you mentioned that you're grow, you guys are growing at 20% month over month right now. I mean, how are you guys making that happen exactly? Yeah, I think um, with, with Publicize, the reason why we transitioned is it came to a point where we, we realized that we hit product market fit where we would talk to an entrepreneur about it and they would say um, uh, they, they almost get it right away because traditionally people couldn't afford PR firms, and you, you always heard this argument like uh, there wasn't a positive ROI on that work. Um, so I, I think that helped, and that, that kind of culminating with a lot of referrals as well. The, the great thing about the startup community is that, um, in general, startups, you know, they, they uh, don't have a ton of resources, which makes it hard for them to be clients, but at the same time, the startup community is very intertwined, so if you add a ton of value and create something special, I think word spreads pretty quickly. Got it. Okay. Cool. And you also mentioned something special as well. You know, can you talk about your what your conversion rates are and how are you, how are you, how are you getting such high conversion rates? Yeah, so we convert for every lead about twenty about twenty five to thirty percent of the phone calls. Um, I think we're we're lucky in that um, one of the reasons you know, traditionally PR firms they said you have to sign up for six months, so it's this really large commitment. And, it, and I think our whole approach we we said a couple things. For one, it's you know, if worse comes to worse, you only have to pay for one month, you can cancel at any time. I think the other thing we did with Publicize is that when we talked to clients, we'd say, we're gonna, we're gonna evaluate your company. We'll give you, we'll, we'll rank you your chances of being uh, featured on leading publications like TechCrunch as an example. Mm -hmm. So we'd say if you have above a 70% chance, if you have between a 45 to 65% chance, we give you a $50 a month discount. 
And if you're below a 40% chance, we give you a $75 discount a month. So um, the idea being that it's like very entrepreneurial friendly, but we also want to be really transparent because I think the challenging thing about PR is that we really can't, we can't make these type of guarantees. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, we, but we do have enough experience to say, hey, I think you guys have like a 90% chance to be on these sites. Got it. Okay, cool. And I think that's reassuring. Um, and I guess that's why you have such a high conversion rate. Um, so with, when it comes to, you know, I mean, a lot of PR, I mean, a lot, when a lot of startups are starting out initially, you know, they don't have the budget, even for 499 bucks a month or whatever mm -hmm. it is, you know, they don't have, they can't, they just can't, you know, pay someone else to do PR. So do you have yeah, yeah. any tips and tricks you can share uh, with the audience? Absolutely. I think two things I really want to stress is that I think an entrepreneur doesn't need to work with anyone to get the type of PR coverage they, they want. Um, and the second thing is that there's this assumption that people need to have these relationships with journalists, um, which isn't true. So I'm sure you have a lot of friends who say, I want to be on TechCrunch, but I don't, you know, I'm not best friends with the journalists. But there are a lot of clients I've worked with where I've tested this over and over again, where I would email on behalf of myself, so maybe the TechCrunch or VentureBeat knows who I am and they'll be more likely to. Um, but I'll also email on behalf of a client. So let's say, uh, and I'll talk to them about this, like a 65-year-old um, insurance executive from Chicago who knows no one at the next whoever VentureBeat was featured on there. And a lot of people, they'd say, Conrad, of course they were. You, VentureBeat NextWeb knows you, but I would say, well, I actually emailed as the founder, mm -hmm. and, uh, and the results were the same. So if you follow the right process, you're going to get the results you're looking for. Got it. Cool. And do you, can you give us a, you know, like a skeleton overview of what that process looks like? Definitely. The, the first thing is that you need to, when you're looking to get, let's say, on, to be featured on Mashable, you need to have an announcement. So when I was on VentureBeat, my friends would come to me and they would say, uh, Connor, can you write about my company? I'd say, you know, I really want to. What's, what are you going to announce? They'd say, well, we don't have anything to announce. And I would say, well, if you don't have anything to announce, I can't write a story about it. So typical announcements in a startup life cycle, let's say you decide to launch a mobile app. Um, on day one, the, launch, the announcement is the launch of the company. Let's say 10 to 12 weeks later, you might launch a new product. Maybe it's a, a, an Android mobile app, et cetera, different product. 10 to 12 weeks later, you might raise $50,000 or 100,000 angel round. Um, 10 to 12 weeks later, you might reach 10,000 users. That's a milestone. So your goal with PR is to kind of look ahead and say, okay, well, each of these milestones, we want to, like, for the launch, get on TechCrunch. 10 to 12 weeks later, we want to get on uh, VentureBeat and 20 other publications. Mm -hmm. And to kind of optimize your, um, your PR for each of these announcements. Got it. Okay, and is there a certain, you know, conversion rates for actually getting, like, a, you know, something published? Do you have anything like that? Um... So it, it really depends on the company. Um, the, uh, uh, what, what I recommend a company do is actually use something called an exclusive. So what most people do is they say, okay, we're going to launch next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to email like 100 publications. And ideally, at Wednesday at 12 o'clock, everyone's going to, like a few of them are going to cover it, et cetera. And what often happens is that they email 100 publications, but like no one responds and the launch goes by. And then they decide to like move on. Hey, PR doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I, the challenge is that if you email TechCrunch, let's say, uh, that writer gets a thousand emails every day and it's really hard to stand out. Mm -hmm. But one way you can stand out is to use an exclusive. And that means that the journalist has first right to cover the story. So let's say you, you email Sarah Prez at, at TechCrunch um, tomorrow and you said, hey, I'm about to launch, my announcement is I'm launching my company. Would you like to, the exclusive on covering that for next Wednesday? And ideally, you'd be very surprised about the responses. She might say, Hey, uh, Eric, I'm just, I'm not, I'm going to have to pass, but thanks so much. Or she could say, Hey, Eric, this sounds great. I'm going to cover it next Wednesday. 
-hmm. And ideally what's going to happen is Wednesday comes along, TechCrunch writes about the article, and within the next, I'd say, 24 to 48 hours, you're going to further coverage as much as possible. So not only to, to GigaOM and NextWeb, but also some other medium-sized sites, so Tech Cocktail, Beta Beat. I, I actually, I, I can send you a link, but my company created a, spent 100 hours creating a free tech reporter contact list, so mm -hmm. we have all the emails that people can, can use to contact. Oh, that'd be huge. Let me write that down really quick. Yeah. Um, cool, so it sounds like one of the tips to increase your conversion rates dramatically is to add an, add an exclusive. Do you Absolutely. do anything with the subject line specifically? Uh, so in the subject line, I would, I, I would always mention the person's name. That really personalizes it. Because mm -hmm. even today, I, I, still, um, I still get emails from back in the day from VentureBeat, and mm -hmm. most of the time it's like capitalized letter, like for immediate release. <laughs> That's all it says. And right. you know, when I see that, even if it's this special announcement, I'm not, I'm not going to cover it because it's not very personalized. Mm -hmm. As opposed to if, if you said, um, if, if, let's say an individual said, hi, um, hi John, this is, this is Tom. Um, um, I wondered. You know, I wanted to see if you may be interested in an exclusive because it's very personalized. I'm going to be much more likely to, to at least open that email. Right. Okay. And so you put you put the name in there, and do you also are you going to put the name and exclusive in like brackets or something? I'm just trying to picture this in my head. Yeah. I mean, if you want, I'm happy to send the exact email I use to get uh, one of my own companies on TechCrunch. Okay. So you can see it. It, it would probably say something like, uh, uh, "Hi, uh, this is Connor Degusa." Uh, a former venture beat writer in regards to to an exclusive okay. say something like that cool so we have we have uh we have a tech reporter list coming we have templates coming and then we have a little mini <laughs> ebook that you and i are going to work on we got three big things coming already from this interview um, awesome, awesome. cool man um so you know how long has how long has uh publicize been around for publicize i would say about uh I'd say nine to ten months is when we really pivoted to this. Okay. Earlier it was actually actually we only moved to the URL. I would say ten to twelve weeks ago. Okay. So before it, it, what happened was it was a um, I was running marketing for a few different companies, mm -hmm. and um, so the name was Brownson and Agusa. Actually, my mother's maiden name and my father's last name. Okay. And um, uh, and then it was yeah I'd say a little less than three months ago we said okay let's let's completely move to publicize because basically while I was running marketing for these other companies I started on the side. Mm -hmm. uh, helping with PR, and that just just kind of took off. Got it. So we cool. moved to that model. Cool. So that name, Publicize. I mean, you know, it sounds like a domain that might have been taken in the past. Is there a story behind acquiring that domain? I got. I was very lucky <laughs> that actually Publicize.co wasn't taken. Okay. okay yeah. So, yeah. Just so, a stroke so of I was very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Cool. So what are I? You know, <clears throat> what are some struggles you faced while while growing the business? Um, I would say. Uh, the, the the two largest struggles I've seen have been like just hiring hiring the very best. So, and one of the things I, I learned pretty quickly on was that I would much rather take on uh, like one person who's just just excellent at what they do as opposed to two people who let's say are, are less expensive but, but probably more mediocre at what they do. Um, I would say the the second thing is just kind of managing cash flow with growth is. Has been a, I think, a challenge that probably all companies face. Okay, cool. And do you have any tips on on, on handling that? Um, I, I would say the the biggest thing is uh, like we only would take on new employees until we're really really hurting. I think when I say hurting, meaning like we're just so overwhelmed um, that that we know that it's like we have no other choice but to really scale the team. Got it. Okay. No, that's really helpful. 
So, you know, you mentioned before the interview that you're hiring, <clears throat> you're almost adding a new person every, every two weeks now. So, I mean, mm-hmm. where are you finding these people from exactly, especially um, in, the, in the PR industry, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, so well, I'm I'm really lucky in that um, I think the the most talented people tend to be probably in in uh, major tech centers. So whether it's like Los Angeles or New York or Silicon Valley, um, I'm I'm lucky. So I, I spend a lot of time in in uh, in South America for a few ventures. And but because I've created, for example, uh, this this center in Medellin, like most of the most serious entrepreneurs I know just just through my own network. So. Um, even like right now, I have a list of basically five to ten people who I know work hard. I know um, are people I'd want to work with. That basically, like as the company grows, like a few weeks before each time, I, I sit down with them and have a coffee. I mean, it's actually even today at at, uh, at three o'clock, I'm going to be sitting down with someone and uh, basically not saying like, "Hey, here's a, a job offer," but more like, "You're someone I know. I want I want to join the team." And uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, you know, almost kind of like gouging interest and like. Uh, starting there got it okay cool and do you I mean there's one thing you mentioned uh, you know I, I did see a quote from you in the past uh, you said PR is the secret weapon to SEO you know my background yeah. is in SEO can you kind of explain that yeah so um, uh, the, the reason I, I don't think people realize it with, with with PR but if you get on a site like a tech brunch which is a page rank 8 or uh, venture B page rank 7 um, I mean in one announcement you make for a launch let's say you could get on Let's say twenty to twenty-five different sites all linking to you. I, th- mm. I think it's a huge, huge help. Um, uh, yes, and I just I look at most people when they think of PR don't don't think of those benefits. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's kind of why I mentioned it. Cool. Do you do you have anything? Maybe perhaps like another, uh, perhaps like another ebook or something like that that helps you know startup founders understand how PR you know helps SEO exactly because I think that's something that's missing out there and, and it's a resource yeah. that could be helpful. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, uh, it, it's something I'd be really interested in writing about. I, I haven't done anything yet right now. Yeah, let's add that as a fourth resource. <laughs> um, cool, yeah, I, and, I, and I totally agree with you. I mean, if someone writes about you, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get 25 people, 25 other people linking to you, and then you know, links are still kind of the currency of SEO. That's what Google's been yeah, built yeah. on, right? Um, and the, in addition to that, if like let's say your publication from TechCrunch gets a thousand links going to it. You still benefit from that because you know it goes to TechCrunch yeah. and it comes back to you. So that's something to think yeah. about as well. So I, I totally agree with you. Um, so was there a point in time where the company was on the brink of failure? Um, I, I think I always knew Publicize was going to want to do very well. I think um, I, th- I think uh, let me see. A little while back, I'm, I'm the publication I own. We um, we recently raised some funding for it, which um, which really helped with that. But at one point, it was almost like I needed Publicize to grow faster, so then it could help support the the publication I own as well. Mm-hmm. So it was never that Publicize I thought was on the brink of failure, but rather it was like I need this thing to grow really fast. Got it. <laughs> Just to, okay. to help support the others. Yeah. Got it. So. You know, walk me through how it feels to you. Know, you have that publication going on, right? You're, you're mm-hmm. swapping between New York City and, and Medellin. Yeah. So, you know, how do you handle that? Uh, let me see. It's uh, six days a week of work and uh, just amazing partners. So, I have a, a partner at Publicize who's, who's been fantastic, and uh, same with Columbia Reports, the news publication. 
Uh, I, th that's really the, the key to everything. Um, I, I would say one thing I focus a lot more on now is that, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen it too, and that it's really not the amount of hours you work, but rather kind of the amount of attention when, when you get things done. So one of the things I, uh, there's certain times in the day when I can just get a ton of stuff done, just for whatever reason. So for me, I work, I work really well at night. I just mm -hmm. can really focus. So back in the day, I would try to kind of fit, fit my work schedule into what other people usually do. And now I try to just say, hey, whenever I'm like most on, I wanna just, I wanna work whatever, whatever that time is. And when I'm not feeling on, you know, even if it's uh, when most people would be working, I try to go to the gym or, or do something. Got just because I know I'm not gonna get work done anyway. Cool, got it. So, you know, you have publicized and then there's the, there's the other publication that you have that's the, I'll just call it the Colombian publication. Uh, you know, what is it called exactly? And then why did you decide to start it? Yeah, oh, so Columbia Reports. Um, Columbia Reports, it's the largest English news publication in South America, and it's basically Columbia's news outlet in English. Um, it was founded actually by my partner about six years ago, and I came on as a co-owner about, about, I'd say, a year, year and a half ago. And um, uh, I just thought he, he, I knew he was someone I wanted to work with, um, just uh, like high integrity, hardworking. And um, it, was, it was actually kind of similar to when I joined when I was writing for VentureBeat at the time, um, like I, I knew I wasn't gonna make a lot of money from it, but I just, for whatever reason, I knew it was something that was gonna be really rewarding down the road. If, mm -hmm. if so it's, it was, it's been really hard, but um, uh, it's, I, I wouldn't take it back for the world. Cool. Do you have like one key takeaway you've learned from kind of helping start like a publication business? Um, <laughs> uh, one key takeaway. Um, yeah, I, th I, th I think just, um, oh, actually, I, I do have one key takeaway. So one of the things I, I found really early on with publications and why they were so challenging is that you have these fixed expenses. So for Columbia Reports, we have a team of about 12 people and about seven, seven people being paid, and then we have different interns come in. And um, so we have these fixed expenses, right, like r rent, employee salary, et cetera. Um, but you don't have fixed income. So most of the income for advertising, let's say someone's like, hey, I wanna pay $2,000 this month, which is great, but, um, but they're not gonna pay $2,000 every single month. So one of the things I did really pretty early on was I, I changed the advertising model to be more of almost a sauce. So as opposed to these companies paying more upfront, I'd say, hey, sign on as almost a subscription model so you can put your credit card in, pay, even if it's $100 a month, but at least we can essentially monitor that. Like we know that's almost like a percentage of those sales are gonna be you know, uh, kind of, um, I think you can kind of measure that growth better right. and plan better for it. Got it. Okay, cool. That's helpful. Um, so you, you move more to like a, a subscription model, almost like a software as a service model, and that way you can predict your cash flows better. Exactly, exactly. Got it. And what's one piece of advice you'd give to your 25-year-old self? Um, let me see. I would say... Um, yeah, uh, this quote I love from Steve Jobs, which is, um, uh, you can't connect the dots forward, you can only connect them backwards. I remember about, uh, it was at the end of last year, I got to meet the, uh, the president of Columbia, and I was thinking, like, well, like two years ago, earlier, I didn't even speak Spanish, I was in New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, almost like, if, if you find something you're really passionate about, and that uh, you really, you know, you can dedicate it to, just almost like go for it, and, and just just know that things will kind of align, if, if, if you know you're adding value, and you're willing to work hard for it. Cool, love it. 
And what's one productivity hack you can share with the audience? Um, uh, I, I would say the best thing that, that, that's helped me is um, uh, it's just really identifying those times in the day when I'm most productive. And, and I think every person is very different. I'm sure you saw it really with all of your friends, like some are most productive at five o'clock in the morning when they wake up. I'm like the exact reverse. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- that's, that's been most helpful for me. Cool, so you wake up later in the day, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, final question from my side. Uh, what's one must-read book you'd recommend to the audience? The, the, the one that got me on this entrepreneurial path, there's so many great books, um, but uh, was, was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I thought that was fantastic. But there's so many. I mean, one called, uh, I think it's Givers and Takers, is fantastic as well. Okay, and who's Givers and Takers by? It's by Adam Grant. Okay. And uh, it reminded me so much of Silicon Valley about how a lot of the most successful people actually give a lot more than they receive. But, um, so it's kind of this paradox, but it's a fantastic book. Got it. Okay. Actually, I lied. What if someone in the tech world wants to start getting involved in, like, you know, actually in the PR industry? How would they go about starting? Um, Besides going to work for you? No, yeah. <laughs> I would say, uh, well, to me, the most successful companies focus on, on one specific thing and being, like, the very best in the world at it. So what happens a lot with publicize is we will get companies and they'll, but they'll be in a different vertical. And like, we usually tell them up front, Hey, we're like, we consider ourselves the best in the world for tech startups, but we're not for these other areas. And I think a lot of companies starting out, they, they focus on, they kind of do it for everyone. Uh, and at least in the beginning that, that can kind of hurt the, the company's attention. So I would say like focus on one thing you're really passionate about and just be the very best at it. Got it. Okay, cool. So, Conrad, thanks so much for being on the show. Everyone, Conrad Iguza from Publicize. Definitely, you know, we're going to have a ton of resources. I think the most resources we've ever had for, for you know, one interview. But, uh, you know, Conrad, we'll talk about doing the ebook offline. Thanks. Sounds perfect. Thanks so much for having me.